It's time now for Abounding Grace with Brother Roger Holland. You may have a fancy car. Abounding Grace is a faith-supported program dependent upon your response. Mail all correspondence to Abounding Grace, 430 Sloan's Mill Road, Olin, North Carolina, 28660. But if you have not been saved, it all ends with the grave. But I want us to be together in Red heaven's beauty has never been told Tis a land where the streets are pure gold And they say there's no sickness, no cripple or lame And goodbyes won't be spoken again Oh, the half has never been told This old story, it never grows old Now I'll awake some morning, see its beauty unfold has never been told No, the hat has never been told The light of that city is God's precious son Through his blood my victory was won Now I'm longing to see him his face to behold, all the half has never been told. Now I believe we are living in the last days. All the signs are pointing toward home. Hallelujah, I'm saved and I'm ready to go to where the half has never been told. Oh, the half has never been told. This old story, it never grows old. Some morning see its beauty unfold No, the hat has never been told No, the hat has never been told Now I'll awake some morning see its beauty unfold No, the hat has never been told Now this message has been on my heart a couple of days now I've been thinking about it and Sort of couldn't get away from it. I, I preached it years ago on a message, spare tire religion. How that a lot of people will use God just like a man uses a spare tire. Here God says in verse number 27, When your fear cometh as desolation, and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish cometh upon you, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. In other words, we don't need God unless it's in a time of emergency. Now, spare tires usually hidden away. It's tucked away. There's probably people here this morning. Uh, you've never seen your spare tire. You know you got one. You've never seen it. And uh, you know it's tucked away, it's hidden away, it's back there somewhere just in case you need it. Just in case of an emergency. Well, that's the way a lot of people treat God. They've got God hidden away. 
They've got God tucked away somewhere just in case they need him, just in case of an emergency. As long as everything's going good, we don't need God. As long as everything's going well, we don't want anything to do with the church. A lot of folks, you talk to them and they'll try to invite them to the house of God and they'll say, preacher, you can take your God and take your Bible and hit the road. We don't want what you got. We don't need none. We don't need God. Don't need the church uh, unless there is a tragedy. Unless mama gets sick or maybe one of the kids gets sick or somebody struck down with some kind of disease and there's a tragedy and all of a sudden we're scratching and trying to find the preacher's number. Somebody get a hold of the preacher. Somebody get a hold of God. There's folks they ain't been to church two or three years. But when tragedy strikes, I'm telling you what, friend, they would not give God the time of day if they seen the preacher coming down the aisle at Walmart, they'll dodge him. If they seen some of the church people down there at the supermarket and they seen you coming, they'll dodge you. Why? They don't want nothing to do with God. They don't want nothing to do with the preacher. They don't want nothing to do with the people of God. But when tragedy strikes, we got to get a hold of God. And somebody said, where was God at on 9-11? I mean, when those jet planes flew in uh, the Twin Towers there, those towers collapsed. Thousands of people lost their lives and thousands of people were killed. And somebody said, where was God at? I'll tell you where God was at. God was on his throne. God was the same place he was at on September the 10th. Now I'm just using this as an illustration and I'm sorry for what happened. And I'm sorry for the families. And I feel for the families. But I want to say this, a lot of people on September the 10th, they cursed God to his face if they could. Amen. A lot of people on September the 10th, if they could, they'd spit right in God's face. Amen. You know it's true. Amen. They curse God, blaspheme God, don't want a thing to do with God. But as soon as tragedy strikes, where's God at? You know what's a good thing this morning? That God is God. It's a good thing that man's not God. How many people had treated us like they treat God? And people were to curse us like they cursed God. And say to us, we don't want nothing to do with you. Kick you to the curb. Don't have no time for you. If God were a man, we'd probably level this planet. If God were a man, we'd probably wipe them all out. But I'm glad God is a God of mercy. I'm glad he is a God of love and God is long-suffering. But I tell you this morning, it bothers me how some folk treat God. I'm in getting trouble and all of a sudden, where's God at? Get in trouble, get in the mess and get caught and thrown in a jailhouse, put in a penitentiary and all of a sudden, we've got religion. I want you to know something, preacher. I read my Bible every day. I pray every day. God has done a work in my heart and as soon as I get out of this jailhouse, I'll be faithful to the house of God. As soon as I get out of this jailhouse, I'll be in church. Amen. A lot of them just lied. 
They needed God when they was in trouble. Come on now. I, I mean, when the bottom falls out, buddy, and your little world comes crashing in, and all of a sudden, where's God at? We need you. But as long as everything's going good and, and nobody's sick and all the bills are paid and, and we're prospering and we're doing good and everything's a-okay, we don't need God. But as soon as we have a disaster or a tragedy and it strikes, all of a sudden church attendance picks up. Signs pop up in the front yard, pray for peace. All of a sudden, people that know nothing about praying, they're trying to get a hold of God. And they're praying. I'm simply saying this morning that a lot of folks use God just like a man uses a spare tire. Got him hidden away. Got him tucked away just in case of an emergency. You know what? I've had some folk... And they'll call me and preacher, can you help me? Mama's died. Daddy's died. Can we use the church, preacher? Would you help me? Would you preach the funeral? You know, a couple weeks before that, they wouldn't have a thing to do with me. Glory to God, hallelujah. You know that's right. Amen. A couple of weeks from that, you know what? If I was to talk to them down at the supermarket, some restaurant, try to talk to them about Jesus, we don't, hey, we don't want to hear that. But as soon as somebody dies, preacher, would you help us? How do you think God feels? Bare tire religion. Now, when I preached on this years ago, I brought a spare tire in the church house. And uh, if you got one of them, them little spare tire, little donut, if you'll look on it, you'll find these words. Temporary. Temporary. Those little spare tires are just temporary. You know what that means? That means they ain't going to last long. Amen. Y'all get this. I mean, some folks, you know, what they got is just temporary. They got spare tire religion. I mean, they'll get on fire, glory to God, hallelujah, and get in the church house. And you're thinking, man, we've got somebody here now. We've got a worker here now. We've got somebody that's going to be faithful. We've got somebody that's going to do something for God. Hey, you know what? We didn't realize what we had was something that was temporary. They ran well for a while. They did good for a while. But something happened. Maybe they got upset at the preaching. Maybe they got upset. Maybe they got mad about something. Maybe some things didn't go their way. And the next thing you know, they're out the door and they're gone. What they had was temporary. I'll say to you this morning, friend, old-fashioned Holy Ghost salvation, it's going to last. 
It'll last in sickness and in health. It'll last when you got plenty of money. It'll last when you're flat broke. It will last when your relationships are going well. It'll last when everything has fallen apart. It'll last when you got plenty of friends. It'll last when your last friend has walked out on you. I'm glad this morning I've got something that will last. I got saved in 1977. A lot of my family, they sit on the wayside. Uh, a lot of my family and a lot of my friends by the side of the road. Uh, and they said, it ain't going to last. Uh, I'm glad I can report ever since 1977. Hey, buddy, it's still good. It's last so far. Amen. Amen. Through many storms and troubles and trials, we've already come. This lasted so far. You know what? Can I say something to you this morning? You're going to have troubles. I'm almost as scared anymore to ask anybody how you're doing. <laughs> well, buddy, how's it going? Well, if you'll sit down there for about two hours, I'll tell you. I'm almost afraid Barbara asked anybody how they're doing anymore. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Can I say this to you? You don't have problems. Man, this born a woman's few days in full troubles. You're going to have troubles. You're going to have, hey, you're going to have troubles in the home. Some of you women, you're going to have trouble with your husband. Some of you men, you'll have some trouble with that woman too. But you know what you said? You stood before God and you stood before a preacher or a master to somebody. And uh, you took a pledge. You took a vow. For better, for worse, till I take a ride in the big black hearse. Some of y'all don't like it. You don't like that commitment. But you're going to have problems, man. You're going to have some troubles every once in a while. You're going to have some troubles in the home. You're going to have some troubles in the marriage. You're going to have some troubles in the family. You're going to have some trouble with your children. You're going to have some trouble with your grandchildren. You're going to have some trouble with your neighbor. You're going to have some trouble down on the job. Hey, I'm telling you, you're going to have trouble. But walk with God when everything's going good. Shout the victory when everything's going good. Serve God when everything's going good. Be in the church house when everything's going good. I mean, be faithful to God and be faithful to the things of God. Just walk with God day in and day out and you won't have to worry about the bad times. Will there be suffering? Oh, yeah. Now, I'm going to read this first to you in Romans chapter 8 and verse 18. And I've said this before that Paul was a country boy. He's a southern boy. He must have been from the southern part of Tarsus. And right here's proof. Don't nobody say reckon but southern people. Paul said in Romans chapter 8, Verse number 18, for I reckon 
that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. I mean, just get a hold of God, hold of God's unchanging hand, and walk with God in the good times and shout the victory in the good times and lift him up in the good times. Amen. And uh, be faithful to the house of God in the good times so when the bad times come, thank God you don't have to worry about it. Old Job suffered, didn't he? Job lost almost everything that he had. Hast thou considered my servant Job none like him in all the earth, perfect upright, a man that shuns evil, sheweth evil. Have you considered him? And the devil said, yeah, I know about Job. And the only reason old Job is living for you and the only reason Job is serving you is because you got this hedge about him. You blessed the work of his hands. You blessed old Job. But the devil said, you take it all away. He'll curse you to your face. And God said, all right, devil, everything he's got is your hands, except for his life. You read Job chapter 1, and somebody said, when it rains, it pours. One messenger right after the other. Bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news. If I remember right, ten children. Ten fresh mounds. Ten fresh graves in the graveyard. One about killed me. I don't think I could take ten. You get in a family car and you look back over your shoulder and see that fresh mound of dirt. And the dearest one, your heart this side of eternity been planted in the ground. But if that don't wake you up, I don't know what will. And the old devil said, watch out, God. Here it comes. Old Job, he got up, washed his face. Old Job said, the Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away, and blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this Job sinned not, nor did he charge God foolishly. I'm saying don't use God like a man uses a spare tire. I mean walk with him and talk with him and live for him and serve him. And I'm telling you what, friend, when the bad times come, you don't have to worry about it. Why? Because God will be right there with you. He'll go with you in your darkest hour. He'll go with you in a fire. If you don't believe we get over there on the other side, ask old Shadrach, Meshach, and the Bendigo, he'll go with you in the lion's den. He'll be there when you need him the most. Amen. Old Paul locked up in the jailhouse in 2 Timothy chapter 4. And Paul said at my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. Notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me. And the Lord Strengthen me. I'm glad I got something that'll last. You'll find out about a man, you'll find out about his character by what it takes to stop him. 
You keep your hand gripped to that unchanging hand. And I'm telling you what, friend, there's nothing all hell and the devil can throw at you to defeat you if you'll keep looking up. I never want to be guilty of using God like a man uses a spare tire. A lot of folks, all they got is something temporary. Might I go ahead and get the camera out, take some pictures. Just temporary. Everything's going good now, but let a little trouble, let a little trouble rise and they're gone, Brother Kenny. Take a picture. Go ahead and get a picture. That's old songs that they used to go to church. I guess what they had was temporary. Once you go ahead, they get something, Lord God, that'll last. You don't have to worry about it. You can go ahead and live for God. And and like the old preacher said, one day the brook will dry up. One day your world may come crashing in, but you don't have to worry about it if you've been walking with him and talking with him and serving him and faithful to him. Don't have to worry about it. I've got a picture I don't want to ever seen. There may be others, but I've got a picture of the house. And old Daniel, there he is in the dim lines, and he's standing there. All them lines just laying around everywhere. That's the only picture I've ever seen. Most of the pictures I see has got Daniel down on his knees. No, Daniel, he'd already done all his praying. Don't wait till the trouble to pray. Don't wait till the trouble try to get a hold of God. Amen. That spare tire, it's just temporary. And then I want to say this, that spare tire, you can't run it long. I come by, and I guess what sort of got this message going, I tried to find my old outline I preached a long, long time ago. But I came by a store up on Jenny's Road, the old car sitting out there, one of them little donuts, and it's flatter than a pancake. You can't run them spare, you can't put a spare tire on there and keep up with everybody. I, I mean, if you're trying to run a race somebody, they're down there at Charlotte, they got a flat tire, and they come into the, they come in that pit stop, and Roger, they come out there, one of them little donuts, Lord God. <laughs> Are you crazy, man? That's temporary. You know what that thing's going to do? Now pay attention. Here it is. That thing's going to get hot and blow out. And uh, that car sitting there on Jenna's Road, sitting there, old store building, that little old donut, that little old spare tire. You know what happened? It done got hot and blowed out. Lord, I tell you what, I was born, but it wasn't yesterday. And I did start preaching one time, but it wasn't yesterday. And I've been doing it for a while now. And you know what? I've seen a lot of spare tires get hot and blow up and blow out. I mean, when the old preacher starts preaching against sin and uh, preached against uh, adultery and preached against fornication and preached against homosexuality. Hey, if you ain't careful, you'll watch your spare tire. Oh, 
Oh, spirit. I mean, he started start blowing up. We was down there on the coast fishing. Right there on the rocks. There's some people down there. and we, I, I was aggravating this boy with me. He was preaching. I was aggravating him. And I caught a fish. And I reeled that fish in. Had him in my hand like it. I mean, it wasn't much to him. Little old fish. And all of a sudden, the old fish went, <laughs> blowed up. And I told some of them, I said, you know what kind of fish that is? No, I said, that's a Baptist. <laughs> you say, how, how do you know? It's a Baptist. I seen him blow up. I mean, a lot of folks, hey, they can't take the heat where the rubber meets the highway and the man of God begins to preach and crowd against sin and wickedness and ungodliness and preach against fornication and shaking up and homosexuality and adultery and you'll see some spare tires. They'll get hot. They'll blow up and they'll blow out. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what the emperor says. There is a God in heaven. There is a judgment day. There is a payday someday. There will be a reckoning day. Amen. And America better wake up. It's doing everything. It's, it's taking everything within my morph. It's taking everything that I got on the inside to hold me back. It's that preacher, don't worry about our government. They'll protect us. <laughs> Who's going to protect us from the government? And what just happened in France may be coming to a neighborhood near you. I said, America better wake up. We better get our head out of the dirt. We better take the blinders off and, man, see what's happening and see what's going on. We don't kick God to the curb, spit spit in God's face and say, God, we don't want nothing to do with you. And God, we don't want nothing to do with your son. We don't want nothing to do with you. Can I say this? Hey, friend, listen. I don't care who you are. There's coming a day you're going to need God. Preacher, I don't need nothing. I, I, I got it. Hey, I've got it all fixed up. I've got it all put away. I've got it all banked up. I've got it all stored up. I've got it all saved up. I don't need nothing. I don't need nobody. You mark it down, friend. There's coming a day. This old backwoods Baptist preacher says, There's coming a day. You're going to need God. God would be God if he just leveled the entire country. And I hate to say that. The way we've treated God and the way we spit in God's face. My faith is not in the government. My trust is not in the government. But I will lift up my eyes to the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. And the only hope that you have as an individual, the only hope that we have, and the only hope that we have as a nation is to get back to what we throwed out the window, is to get back to prayer. 
Amen. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. Lord God, help me. I told a fellow the other day, I'd never buy another Duke ticket. I'd never watch another ball game they ever played. Lord, they got upset. I don't care if they get upset or not. If you're going to let Muslim pray in the tire, then let me go over and preach in the tire. Where's the ACLU at on that one? You say, preacher, ain't you scared? I'm scared if we don't do something soon. What's going to happen? We got God. We do. We got God tucked back here just in case we need him. I mean, in case there's a tragedy hits, in case there's a tragedy strikes, we've got God back there just in case we, hit, just in case we need him. You say, preacher, that's hot. I, I know it's hot in them spare tires. They like to blow out on you. But let them blow out, bless God. Amen. Amen. Jesus said, what we better wake up and what we better look at is the truth. The truth. And I can tell you what the truth is. Some of you wouldn't want to hear it. I can tell you what the truth is all the way from the White House down to the Poor House. And Jesus said, if you want the truth, I'll give you the truth. If you want light, I'll give you light. But if you want a lie, that's what you'll get. And if you want darkness, that's what you'll get. You've been listening to Abounding Grace with Brother Roger Holland. You may have a fancy call. Abounding Grace is a faith-supported program dependent upon your response. Mail all correspondence to Abounding Grace, 430 Sloan's Mill Road, Olin, North Carolina, 28660. But if you have not been saved, it all ends with the grave. But I want us to be together. WAME Statesville and W225BD Statesville. Country Legends 550 and 92.9.